You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Paul Coach, Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904. Love to have your phone calls the first 30 minutes of the show. Coach David Hobbs will join us at 8.30. We'll have time for some more phone calls. And then uh, we'll have Doug Bell at 8.15. Before we get started, though, you want to follow us on the Twitter account at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is Wimp and Barry at Yahoo Yahoo.com. And download that Tide 100.9 app to the smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. Anywhere you go. In all of all the colors, yellow is the most important one, at least it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood. Pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection from rot, fungal decay, and termite decay. And so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. You're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer close to you. And always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, yesterday I took some... Time and I did go back and watch the Alabama game so I could speak about it uh, with knowledge of what I saw. I'll tell you what I saw after Dad gets through with his little deal, and then I want to see if Dad maybe agrees with Dad and Joe agree with me. I may have a little bit different take maybe than some people do. But good morning, Dad. How are you this morning? Uh, doing okay, Barry. Last night, Philadelphia and Kansas City both won, um, um, and they will play each other. Uh, in the national championship game or in the Super Bowl in two weeks. Um, Philadelphia's case, they just pretty much ran over 49ers. 49ers had quarterback problems. Kid got hurt early with his shoulder, with his arm. They just didn't have a quarterback that could play. And, and Philadelphia's very good to start with. They probably might have won anyway, but they might not have. But anyway, they won that. And then... Um, Kansas City won, and everybody's talking about the tackle out of, out of bounds that, that occurred um, by Cincinnati. Look, in a football or basketball game, there are a lot of plays that win for you and a lot of plays that beat you, not just one single play, generally speaking. You can't really just go point this guy and say, if this guy didn't, didn't do that. If one guy hadn't had pass interference during the game, one, one guy hadn't been off sides and alone, it, it's, it's the combination of a lot of different things. Um, Max Homer won at the Farmers Tournament, um, thirteen under. JT was four under, made a bunch of money. Molinex played in that. Uh, Michael Thompson, Tom played in that, and he was even. He made a bunch of money too. Um, at Duval, at, at Dubai, the Desert Derek Desert Classic, the Desert Classic. Roy McIlroy won that. So Roy McIlroy beat. Uh, most of them in that field, and uh, Max Homa won uh, in, in that particular tournament. Um, uh, before I talk just a minute about the SEC Big uh, Big 12 thing, and David will be on just a minute, uh, and Barry will 
this say. Uh, I watched Purdue, and I'm telling you right now, and I said that I didn't know how good Purdue was. I didn't get to watch Purdue long against Maryland the other day, but this big kid is some player. <laughs> he is. He is unbelievable. He is a, he's a catcher. Uh, I sat there and tried to figure out how I would play him. Uh, I have my own ideas how I play him. You probably laugh at it. Um, people are playing him in different ways. They don't know how to play him. They can't get to him. How would he's, you play him? Hey, uh, how do you play him? There ain't no way to play him. I think I would play him. You know, I, I don't know for sure. I've studied it just a little bit. I think I would play him being really tight on every perimeter player and just let him score his every game, every every trip down. I think he'd get tired. I think I think I'd pressure the other four, not let the other four score if at all possible, and let him try to score every time. I don't know if he can just score every time. Uh, okay, you think that's crazy? Okay, no, I don't. I don't know, but you double him; he's so tall, he just passes right over. Yeah, that's that's, that's really. Oh, I, don't, I can't go in there and double that boy. Can't double him. He's gonna key outside. Seven three, and and um, it could have been seven wins for for the Big Twelve. It could have been eight. Um, TCU lost two of their guys. One during the game went down, never got back in. The little guard and their big guy was out. Although you can say that uh, Arkansas played a decent game against against Baylor with their two guys out. So when I come turn ahead and say seven three, it could have been eight two. That's probably not fair. It's probably you know seven three. It just said what we said all along: the Big Twelve is the best league in the country. Yeah, it was. We had uh, we had a uh, uh, Vanderbilt going to A and M in a regular conference game, and A and M won by seventy two sixty six. I mentioned that because Vanderbilt and Alabama will play at seven thirty tomorrow night. And then the Auburn game, uh, Auburn came back, played really hard against West West Virginia, got had a chance to win the game really. Got beat eighty seventy seven. Uh, they will play Georgia at home if they will they will play on win, on Wednesday night rather than on, on tomorrow night. So um, the games went about. You know, Kansas State's very very good. We don't talk about them much. They kill Florida. Um, South Carolina did play Georgia too in the conference game, but uh, Iowa State goes to Missouri. Missouri just kills Iowa State, and they're supposed to be hot shots. Um, I'll let, I'm just going to let Barry say what he wants to say about the game, and I'll tell my part. Kansas shot the lights out of it, played hard. I, I thought Kansas posed. I thought they were good. And that one kid that just is such a great player, the guard there is a great player. Uh, then I don't think the national cha- I don't think they'll win the national championship for sure. Anyway, they go to Kentucky and win that. Okay, but B, you give your – All right, before I bill. talk about the Alabama game, I want to go back to the NFL. Uh, guys, do you all think – with the 49ers, should they let you have an extra quarterback, uh, have three quarterbacks, maybe 54, you have one quarterback that's inactive, and he only gets active if a guy gets injured. You have a doctor in the deal where he can't go back in. That was horrible. I mean, you're, play, you're playing a guy that's not even going to pass. Should they let you at least have an extra guy over there that's a quarterback for an emergency situation like that, Joe shaking his head, no. But if you only have two quarterbacks, over the other kid hits his head, has a concussion, probably you can a carry three quarterbacks if you want to. Yeah, but you can I mean, ten quarterbacks if you want to. Yeah, but when you're only getting fifty-three, I don't know. You had you've already had two. 
of your starters during the year get hurt and go out. You got this kid in there with two quarterbacks. It was a, I mean, people just turned the channel. Uh, that should be able to carry an extra quarterback, maybe not have him active unless somebody gets, your quarterback gets injured and he can't come back in. Well, I, I just think, you know, of the 50 something players that you have, you can, you can fix them the way you want to. I don't think it's a rule against it, is there? No, you can carry three if you want, but you're going to have think, two over there long. doing nothing, so you're down to like 51, really. Normally, you're... I don't know. So For you're a skill of... position, you might want to carry another one. Yeah. Might be right. Uh, and then we, the the hit out of bounds, it was late, but it just seemed like the Bengals. Can you imagine coaching over there, Dad, and you think you stopped them on third down, and they come back and say, "I no. didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't understand." And I agreed with it, with the Cincinnati coach for arguing about the ten seconds runoff, and then it was. I didn't understand that at all. Well, what happened was the I know cl- what happened. But I didn't understand it. Go ahead. Well, the clock was not supposed to have started, so I guess the back official. Saw the clock was running, so he started coming in, and so blowing his whistle. I guess it was so loud you couldn't hear it. So they stop him. Everybody thinks it's over. They run the punt team out there, and then they go back and say no. They and then so then how mad are you that you got to defend them again on third down? Then you I don't I don't, know, I don't know why 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 that that's not right. What do you Is mean? Well, they should have been fourth down. But the official from the back saw the clock was running. It wasn't supposed to be running. So he had blown his whistle, but it was so loud. He was in the very back. Nobody saw him. But does that, affect, does that affect the cotton picking downs? Well, my point is the play should have never happened, the one they started. I mean, it was really not even a play. But we didn't know it till after it. Does that make sense? They played the third down. It did really, to me. Joe, you understand, right? It wasn't a play. So they had to do it again, and then you get a pass interference call the next play. So now you give Patrick Mahomes is hard enough to stop. So you give him another set of downs there. But what ended up getting them, and the guy hitting them out of bounds was horrible. But the punt return was what set it all up. Uh, people don't talk about the punt return. The guy for for um, for. Um, Kansas City made an amazing punt and return there. They got them close. Then they got the field goal range, and the guy knocked it right through. Uh, gut-wrenching. That poor kid, number 58. What's his name, Joe? 58? He was sitting over there. He Donkey would, is what his name he is. He would not leave. But he's just make, trying to make a play, man. He's coming full sure speed. He he's trying to make a play. There's thousands, uh, thousands of times, not thousands, but time after time after time, guys making a play and making there's a lot of things that beat the free throw in the first part of the game that, that you miss is as important as the free throw that you missed at the end of the game. All right, my take on the Alabama game. Uh, three things. I wrote down three things. I think I watched the game. It was a very, very physical game. I think the officials, this is not one of my excuses, but I think the officials just let, I think they kind of let Oklahoma beat Alabama up, to be quite honest with you. Uh, so whatever, you may have to adjust. But I've been saying all along, guys, during the season, that the tough schedule that Alabama played eventually would take its toll. I think this team looks fatigued to me. They look a little tired. Clowney's missed his last 23s. The first thing to go is your legs. So I've said that for a while now, that I think the tough schedule, you can only get up so many times. That's number one. Number two, Dad, you can attest to this, Oklahoma runs 
a really, really good set. Stuff you don't see every day. They spread you out. They screen. They drop a dribble hand back the back door. There's no way when you don't play that team because they're not in your conference, you don't have a great feel for what they're doing. And you play on Wednesday. You practice Thursday. You climb on a plane Friday. You don't have enough preparation time to to teach your guys how to cover all that. Alabama does not have a hard place to cover. Their players are just hard to cover. So I think trying to defend them when you're not familiar with them. When they're in the league, you'll know them. You'll know what's coming. You'll know But they torched Alabama on those ball screens in the first half. Alabama showing their lob, and then they tried to switch in the second half. I think that was number two. Um, and then – Really, the quick turn, and then you look at Oklahoma. The two, three games prior to playing Alabama, they got beat seventy-nine to fifty-two uh, to TCU, sixty-two to sixty to Baylor, and Oklahoma State beat them seventy-two to fifty-six. So the most points they scored was sixty. I think you overlook them a little bit when you do that. You look at them; they're only scoring sixty. We're scoring eighty-four. I don't know that. Uh, Alabama was nearly as sharp as they needed to be. And it seemed like they dribbled, dribbled, dribbled. All they did was dribble. Uh, but, Dad, give me your thoughts on the fatigue from the tough schedule and then not knowing your opponent that runs really creative stuff that is really hard to defend. Well, you start off with me was, would be, as, as you look at it, who was the most excited to play the game. True. And the excitement lay on Oklahoma's uh, lap. They were excited to play. They had a lot to talk about. Uh, the expectation factor was not with them. Uh, they were, were the underdogs. They used that. And and to me, mentalist to physical at three is to one. And I think that, that is one of the big reasons that uh, Alabama did not play um, as hard and as, as tough, tough uh, defensively. First half of the game, Alabama got all the, all the defensive boards uh, Oklahoma got about one or two, very few, very few offensive rebounds, and um, Alabama didn't guard the threes real well. And certainly, Sherfield, uh, Sherfield was really a very, very good. Uh, get it transferred in from Nevada, Wichita State, but... Wichita State. Okay, um, I'm not around the team, and so I don't really, really can tell you exactly. Um, you go. You here's what you do. You and your staff, and and you yourself and your captains. Uh, you figure out why that happened. As far as if your effort was not what it should have been, you find out why that happened. And then now your time is not to talk about that. Is to correct it and get it and get it better. They are they are playing the, the ten players. They're playing a lot of them when things don't go real well early. They're playing a lot of them real early. They get their their mixture of, of nine or ten kids, um, and I don't know if that's they they know their team better than I do. Um, I think well Miller is is gets a little bit out of sorts at times. I think, and, but uh, my my opinion was they they didn't play hard defensively, and they weren't ready to, to run defensively against Oklahoma stuff. Yeah. And Oklahoma, Oklahoma did a good job of passing the basketball inside. Their dribbles meant a little bit more than Alabama's. They took the ball in the dribble and got fouled some on it, whether the fish eight was good or bad, I don't know. 
and uh, one of the officials supposed to be really good. He's got they just let him. They let him beat Alabama yeah, so, up in the lane. Yeah. They were beating them up. So anyway, it's uh, you know, it 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 you 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 talk with your team and you decide with your staff and with your team the best way to to get ready to play your next game. And I think uh, I don't know the answer to that, but you you get a darn sure either. There are some coaches. I might be one of them who would who would work them really hard. You know, I probably wouldn't because it's this late in the year. But you'd work them and, and get their attention on things that they did wrong. There are some things that say, "Look, that's over with. That's over with." We got our captains. I've talked with our captains. I'm talking with our team now. Uh, that's over with. We can't do anything about it. We're still the only team in the league undefeated. And uh, let's go with it. So after after eight games of the of the eight, of the of the eighteen, we haven't lost. So let's keep it up. Yeah, I I, I would think people's tend to say well, you got to work them hard. I would say they need rest. Yeah. I yeah. would rest them, not work them. I think uh, so. because I think they're I think they're born down. To be quite honest with you, these guys are freshmen, and freshmen wear out. So instead of beating them up in practice, I think you, you lay off of them a little bit there and get them some rest. Royal cleaners. Pick up a delivery. They'll make life easy for you. They'll come right to you, whether it be the beautiful casual golf shirts, the suits, the dresses, the dress shirts, whatever you uh, need clean there. They'll come pick it up, get it all cleaned up, deliver it right back. Just dial 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, give Roy a call, 205-391-0034. Phone lines will be open 205-342-9904. You're just a Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we now have several wrecks on the board. We got one on US 11 at Don Benz Boulevard. We got one on 359 southbound at 2059 with the lace, and another on 2059 westbound before exit 76. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. This is Mary Kay, live from the Town Square Media Newsroom. And a man and woman accused of trafficking deadly drugs were arrested in Tuscaloosa County on Friday as part of an ongoing narcotics operation. For details on that case, tap the free Tuscaloosa thread app. And a statewide resource council is sponsoring a workshop Tuesday for active military members, veterans, and their families to expose them to various opportunities available at Shelton State Community College. If you would like to know more, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows. But that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, Protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. 
It's Yellowwood. Has the pandemic affected your business? Even with more and more customers going online in the past five years, online business has grown greatly due to the pandemic. Now more than ever, it's important to get the low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with periods of rain, the high 49. Wednesday, rain likely with a high of 55. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Today for the Crimson Tide, local high school sports, and Bama in the pros right here on Tide 100.9. I've got a good woman at home who thinks I Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure Peter Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then you don't want to go to yellowwood.com for the dealer that is closest to you. Uh, Dad, <clears throat> just, we don't have a call coming, but we'll talk a little bit more about the Oklahoma game. So I think the stuff that Porter runs, I think the teams in his league, they, they know him. Uh, there's certain actions like Alabama. They're, they're showing so high on those ball screens, so low. Those guys just roll, they lob it. Then they tried switching. I've always thought you should, and it's not going to mean anything to our listeners. I do this. You just press up on the ball screen or with the guy, put your chest on him. That takes away the roll and you go under it. Now I know those are low and people can shoot behind, uh, the screen there, but, um, you know, familiarity is, is a big thing if people run stuff that's completely different. So I think you know, when we talked about Alabama in the NCAA tournament, um, you know, sometimes those are quick turnarounds on a Thursday, Saturday. Um, so I think yeah, the, maybe Barry, I, I think you have a chance. Uh, if I'm Oklahoma, I'm going. I'm going to get. Uh, you know, I'm going to get Connecticut film. I'm going to get. I'm going to get Gonzaga film. Uh, we'll look at the games that they lost. And I would imagine Alabama did the same thing on Oklahoma, and they, you know, they're two and six in the league or something. Yeah, they were two uh, and six in the Big Twelve. So you're so thinking, I, eh. Yeah. I you just know. think that yeah, maybe a little bit. You know, these kids can get on the internet and look at them, see them at two and six, and uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know why, but they they weren't ready to play defensively. So I think I can yeah, I just I think they were a step behind, and I think. They start running some actions, and then they start getting dunks and back doors and dribble drives. And I've been on the other side of that court where you're getting scored on like that every way possible. <clears throat> That's where I think that I think I do know you'll agree with this. When they're just torching you like that, Joe, they're torching you in every area. At that point, Dad, to change the rhythm of the game, don't you have to have some zone in your system? A little so, bit. Yeah, yeah, I think like, you do. Yeah. I really do. I, I'm big in, in showing a little bit of that. I think you do. I think Mississippi State showed that a little bit different, uh, not just half-court zone. They kind of picked them up high in the zone, dropped back out there. Yeah, I think you're right. I think just to change, Joe, uh, change the rhythm of the game, they're, they're killing you. With all their actions. When they go zone, there's only so many things you could do against the zone. So you don't have to guard stuff. You don't like a lot of teams, Joe, on out of bounds, like they have a ton of out of bounds plays. They just I tell you what, when it goes out of bounds, we're gonna go zone. I don't want to try to learn all those plays. I'll never I'm not gonna take the time to teach you all those plays and you can get a lot of 
good shots off of plays. But if you go zone, there's really only a few plays that you can run against the zone. So people will go, we're going to go zone on out of bounds. Uh, then we come back down, we'll, we'll go back to man. Uh, so those are just some strategic things. I think Alabama's got to get in the playbook there to where, with a situation like that is happening. Because you still got the shot clock, so it's not like going zone. They can come down and hold the ball the entire game. They're still going to have to shoot the ball. I don't know. Joe, your thoughts on what you saw on Saturday? Well, yeah, a lot of what you guys are saying. Alabama really, the effort on defense wasn't wasn't very strong. And uh, Oklahoma beat them up. was a lot more physical. Uh, reason I was pulling the mic down, Barry was asking, was going to ask you about if, if, you, if you go zone right there just to mix it up, do you worry about continually, Oklahoma continuing to basically physically impose their will on you? Well, not going to be able to physically impose your will on you. They're, they're beating you and they're, they're coming off ball screens and throwing lobs. They're beating you back doors. They're opening up the middle because they don't have a true post guy down there yeah. and they're beating you with dribble drives to the lane. So at that point, you're not stopping anything they do. Sure. So I think you got to try something different. Uh, you know, if the quarterback's back there picking you apart, eventually you better blitz him, uh, and make you do something different. So you got to do something different. I don't know that Alabama even has. Zone. I don't even. I don't know if they played a second of zone all year. It since Missouri last year. So I, I don't know. I just not that that would have won them the game. Obviously, that that was going to be Oklahoma. And I think Dad's right. You had one team playing with their hair on fire that needed a quality win playing against a team that thought they had the number one seed wrapped up, and they're already they are already in the NCAA tournament. Oklahoma, Dad. Is like last four out. They're right, still right there. So this win would be big for them if they can continue and they can capitalize on that. Uh, anything else with that before we get to Coach Hobbs now? No, I can't think of anything else. It is what it is, and you just got to try to, you know, you try. You got to be darn sure that it does happen. You're working on now, trying to figure out the best way for your team. I, I would imagine they played uh, nine people double minutes. And would have played ten, and the the other guy played uh, eight, so almost double minutes. But they played nine people double minutes, and and so he's looking to uh, he may be looking to see his substitution pattern. Yeah, and I, you know, the second half he didn't start Bradley, and he didn't start Betty Ico. He he started, I think Riley Griffin, and maybe. Uh, uh, the transfer or the the kid from Furman, um, so he he tweaked his lineup at the half. Some of those games, Betty Ico, when a guy's out on the floor, dribble handbacks and stuff, it, you know, he's not going to be quite as effective. First in main condos, a three bedroom, three and a half bath condominiums in the historic district of downtown Norport. Washer and dryers included with these. Uh, condominiums, all granite countertops, all electric energy efficient appliances. You get the internet and the direct TV provided with each condominium for free. 10 foot ceilings, large patios with upper level river views, easy access right to the river walls. The location's outstanding. Gated property with security cameras. Give them a call today. 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on inside the locker room. One month free rent. They also have a website, firstinmaincondos.com. We'll have Coach David Hobbs on next. You're listening to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. update. 
I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama tight end Miller Forrestal has signed with the New Orleans Saints. Crimson Tide recruit Jerome Bettis Jr. is attending Junior Day at the Capstone on Saturday. Former Alabama offensive tackle Jonah Williams has been ruled out in the Bengals AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center, we now have several wrecks on the board. We got one on US 11 at Don Bins Boulevard. We got one on 359 southbound at 2059 with delays, and another on 2059 westbound before exit 76. Business is so good at Towns and Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's football star Tony Romo for Skechers Max Cushioning Footwear. You know when you go to your kid's game and you have to sit on those uncomfortable, super hard bleachers? That's how I feel now when I wear red. We'll feature Barrett Salee and a lot more starting at 2 o'clock as we'll recap the weekend right here on The Game on T-Town. Todd 100.9, the home of Alabama Crimson Todd Sports. The longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Rocker. Pressure to your pine from Great Southern. If you're going to build it, build it to last. You want to do it with Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, we're going to talk. continue to talk hoops. And nobody better than talk with than our great friend, Coach David Hobbs. We'll bring you right into the Yellowwood hotline. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Hey, David. How you doing? How you doing? Well, doing good. Doing good, Appreciate Coach. Appreciate you being on. I, uh, I might want you just to mention if if the home home court advantages overall in the Big Twelve are better than the home court advantages in the SEC. Um, I think uh, five five home teams won, and from of the seven that won, five were home teams in the SEC for the for the Big Twelve. Uh, I know everybody. I know everybody was excited to play Alabama because Alabama was high. But generally speaking, all the way through, do they have good home court? advantage in Big 12? Yeah, for the most part, I would say that, that that's the case. And, you know, obviously, Kansas is a very difficult place to play. Texas is a tough place to play now once Chris Beard went down there. Obviously, he's not there now, but uh, that, that crowd picked up quite a bit. Baylor's tough to beat at home. You know, it's, it's a tough yeah. league to win at home. You know, they've got uh, pretty good crowds. One of the things that's happened in the, in the Big 12 this year is a couple of guys, teams that generally are are you know bottom type teams are not bottom type teams now so they're transfer board <laughs> yeah no question and 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 the thing of it is is they uh you know now that the, the level of play is picked up in a couple of those places probably the most notable of those kansas state yeah uh, um you know they the, the crowds have picked up as well but you know they're 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 tough crowds they they are knowledgeable crowds a lot of times um 
maybe their football teams are not as good as some of the SEC teams, and so therefore, you know, kind of switches over to basketball. But it's a tough, it's tough to win on the road in the, in the Big Twelve. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coach. You know, there's during certain times of the season, games mean more to one team than they do another. That game meant everything to Oklahoma. Uh, Alabama's in the tournament. Uh, probably going to be a one or two seed. And then I thought I was telling Dad, you know, when you play on a Wednesday night at 8 o'clock, you're not getting out of there till 10 or, you know, 11, 12 o'clock. Oklahoma runs a lot of unique stuff with the floor spread, uh, handbacks, uh, back doors, dribble drives that are really hard to get your team ready to because you're traveling on Friday, you're in the airplane. I thought it was a, maybe a, the perfect storm, that a team you're not familiar with. All that factors into how you defend the team. I think it's very difficult to have your guys ready to f- defend those actions and really in just a day of preparation. Well, yeah, I, that's probably some truth to that for sure. And, and, and as Wimp knows, particularly, you know, Porter Moses is a very good coach. He's a high-strong kind of coach. His, his, his teams kind of play the way he, he coaches and, and, uh, He's a big preparation guy. He may have been able to spend more preparation on Alabama uh, than maybe they did on Oklahoma. Yeah. But you know, I, I think the biggest the biggest issue for Alabama is I, I'm not sure what you guys thought about. I saw the uh, Mississippi State game that they played at home, and I wasn't real sure how good Alabama's focus was. You know that they yeah. kind of all know it's sometimes harder to handle success than it is to handle you know failure or, or or challenging times you know everybody's saying good things about you patting you on the back when you go to class you're reading about it in the newspaper the that you know you're on tv and people talk about your team all the time and sometimes what what is uh coach Saban call it rat poison yes times you can get into the rat poison and, and i'm not sure how good uh, alabama's focus was in that mississippi game and i and i think it really carried over in, in the uh in, in the uh, game against Oklahoma, I, I think that a lot of it, fans included, depends on what your expectations were going into the game and you know, going into the challenge. I, I don't yeah. know that a lot of SEC fans realize how good the Big Twelve is. Yeah, you know they're big, they're very good. One of the uh, announcers I heard say it's a league with no bottom, which would be pretty. There's not a bad team in the Big Twelve, and in a case in point. You know the bottom four teams in the in the Big Twelve. All four of those teams won the challenge game. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this because you were at Kentucky uh, and you guys played so many big games. And every time you played, uh, it was like Alabama football. You got the team's best shot. I've told Dad even prior to this little skid here. I said Alabama's schedule is so difficult in the non-conference. I don't think you can get guys up, but so many times. I mean, you you get them up against Houston. You got Gonzaga. You try to play. You got. Uh, North Carolina, Michigan State. Uh, you're playing. You're starting three freshmen. Uh, can fatigue hit a team like that, Coach? When you just trying to keep trying to get them up every single game is a is is a big opponent. I think eventually you just wear out a little bit in the middle of the season. I think I think it's uh, you hit a point there, Barry. It's kind of the, the dog day. This is the dog day. So what happens is you know you are what you are physically. Yeah. And, uh, and Alabama's very gifted physically. They have a lot of good players numbers-wise. They've got great length, good team speed, you know, blah, blah, blah. But but the, the real issue becomes mentally. You know, where are you mentally at this time? Like, to your point, you've, you've gotten ready so many times. 
they probably didn't think Oklahoma was as good as Oklahoma was. And I'm not sure Oklahoma is as good as they play. Right. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, if you don't have your focus at this time of year, then, uh, and that's not, you know, you can have one or two guys that have focus and four or five guys that don't, you, you know, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to play like you want to play. So I, I think it, it, that's maybe a uh, issue for them at this point that they're going to have to address. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I use the word expectations and mentally as the physical, but three is to one all, all the time on this show. They get tired of hearing it. Um, but it's, I think, I think we both know it's just a tough thing to get your team up every time. And if they don't think the opponent is worthy, yeah. then, uh, you know, they lose a little bit of that focus. I'm not saying all of it, but you maybe lose a little edge. Yeah, you and, do. And all of a sudden, every time you turn around, they're getting to the basket. You know, Alabama's a team that, in my mind, one of the strengths of their team, they put a lot of pressure on you off the dribble. Well, in this case, Oklahoma put the pressure on Alabama off the dribble. Yeah. And between that and, and pick and roll situations, they, they just had a hard, they had a hard day. Yeah. Uh, David, what's, uh, behind the scenes, what's Cal going through right now? He's got a team that's not, doesn't shoot on a consistent basis. He's changed the lineup. They, that helped it some, and I I ask you because they're, you know, big in the league and they're borderline NCAA, I guess. Uh, and I know he's going through. He, he may not be going through anything. He may not. Be, and no, I think he he's part. <laughs> what tell tell our <laughs> listeners? He, he, Go he, he's going through some stuff. And you know, one of the things I tell people that ask me about being at Kentucky, I just say, you know, I thought I was in the league thirteen years before I went to Kentucky, so I thought I knew all about it. You know, but. Boy, it's, it's just very difficult to know all the ins and outs of Kentucky basketball unless you're on the inside of it and kind of experience it. And it's uh, there's a lot of grumbling. The expectations, to your point, the expectations are very, very high. His team is not – you certainly would not call his team a, a vintage Kentucky team, you know. Yeah. Um, so – but that doesn't change the expectations to the fans, you know. Oscar, if it wasn't for Oscar, I don't, I don't know where they'd be, but I don't, I don't think they're that deep. They're not as skilled as they've been. Um, you know, you take, you take a few beatings or, or close losses or whatever, and in some cases, big losses in, the, in this, this particular team. But then you hear a lot of, a lot of under the, you, you, you know, but not being yep. reading the internet, yep. not yep. even listening to the call in shows and, and, uh, they'll just kind of beat you down and, and, you know, um, just like I think Rick Barnes is a good example. He, you know, he became a, a, a victim of his own success at Texas, and, yep. and that's one of the reasons he left there. And, and Cal is, in a lot of ways, going to be a victim of his success and because the expectations doesn't change, and he's uh, he, he's not as good as he's been. And to, and to, to what you said earlier, you know, all these other teams are loading up in the portal, and, and uh, you know, it's just a different world. Yeah. Coach, uh, we're talking to Coach David Hobbs. Um, how difficult would it be to, today to deal with what's going on? I saw Coach Saban spoke down in uh, Montgomery to the high school coaches, and, and he talked about two stories. We had two recruits, I think maybe a total of I said that they needed $1.3 million to come to Alabama. I don't know, maybe one seven hundred thousand. The other one, and one needed his sister in law school and the law school paid for and he said uh, i think you need to go find you another school um yeah. you know and then but there's some programs that aren't built up as big as alabama and they may they need to 
uh, get on the edge like that and take a kid like that and give him probably way more than he deserves. But then you got to coach him. How difficult would this be to handle these guys asking for the money? Some you give them, some you don't. And then coaching them when they have the money. Uh, this is a whole complete mess right now in college athletics, isn't it, Coach? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I just it'd be very difficult. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good time to be out of college basketball as opposed to being in it at this point, except for the pay. Yeah, pay is crazy. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, so um, you know, it's, I think it's it's it, it's like a, it's like it always is that you need to try to pick the right guy. So if you're gonna go in the portal or you're gonna deal with the NIL money and this, that, and the other, you have to do your background due diligence in order to make sure what kind of kid that you're getting and, and that's not easy because yeah. you know when you recruit a guy you got you do it over a period of time many times over years now hell you got two weeks to try to decide whether you're going to take this guy or not you know he's in the portal put his name in there and of course all these teams are loaded the big 12 is loaded with transfers you know ask auburn <laughs> you know so um it, it just, it, you know, it, it, it depends on the kid, I think, you know. And the coach, you know, it depends on also his status. You know, if he's got some status and, and uh, you know, the, the respect that goes along with that, then, you know, maybe kids will be less less uh, apt to act up, you know, with that kid. You know, and it, Big 12's got, you know, probably, I would say probably three, partic- you know, three Hall of Fame coaches. In, in the league, you know, so um, they they've been able to get those guys in and kind of manage them and so forth. But I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, no. Um, this is kind of we're gonna have Jay Billis on, and you're doing great. Uh, we'll have Jay Billis on with his. I'm, I'm not Jay Billis. Yeah, but you're better. It doesn't matter. I, I even shouldn't have said that, but I, I was going to say um, that doesn't look to me, and I may be wrong, but I want your idea on it. Um, Sometimes there's about two or three teams you think is going to win it all. There's no doubt. I think I think we've gone back from that. I think there's a lot of teams that we don't really – Kansas State could win the national championship. We don't talk about them at all. But I think right. there's a bunch of teams that we really don't know. Uh, the big kid from Purdue is some player. Never seen anybody like him in my life. But, and, but he can – you know, so it's just – Go ahead. People, the people listening to this show need to watch him play. Go ahead. He just, he's just so big. You know, he, he's kind of what I would call as a big player. Uh, when he's kind of a plotter, he yeah. kind of got heavy feet. Uh, you know, so he, so it takes him a while to get from one end to the other, or whatever. But once Boy. he gets down, established position, he's a tough. He's tough to get over on defense. He's 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 developed jump hook with both hands. He's a really skilled. Uh, Big guy, he he's a game changer, and uh, you know once you got a guy in there like that, man, that you as a defender, it's a defensive team. You got to decide how you're going to play him. You're going to yeah. try to do it with one guy. If you do, nobody decided yet. <laughs> yeah, and if you put two or two or three guys down there, and now all of a sudden these guys on the perimeter they get yeah. wide open looks, and yeah. and you know Purdue skilled enough to knock those things down. But they, you know, he's a he's a game changing. Uh, you know, if you if you if you uh, equated that with what the the pros do, you know, he would be called a franchise player yeah. in the NBA. You know, you build your franchise around him. Yeah, he sure. I don't would. know that he's that for the NBA, but, but you know, because he's young, got a lot to learn. But he's a skilled big and changes the game. 
We're talking with Coach uh, David Hoff. Back to Alabama. Uh, you know, you go there, Coach, you get embarrassed. Uh, and so now you got to come back and get ready for the next opponent. And maybe it's not your opponent. you got to make sure your guys are ready. Uh, so your tendency is let's – do it the Wimp Sanderson way. Lock up the gym. Get everybody out of get everybody out of there and do some loose ball drills and and all those things. But I don't know that you can do that. That you know these guys are probably a little bit fatigued there. How would you yeah, handle? How do you handle this right now with coach? You got with if you're Coach Oates uh, with your guys. I mean, I think if you go too hard on them, you get them, you wear them out even more. Uh, but you don't want to go easy on them. It's kind of a hard balance there as to what to do next. Yeah, so it's hard to it's hard to answer that question. I think Barry, unless you're on the inside, unless yeah. you know you, yeah, I don't know. answer. Yeah, know how they're gonna they they're gonna react to certain things. I don't know the the old days that we had at Alabama with with your dad when uh, when we hit rough spots. You know, there was only one way to answer that. That's like you said, close the gym, do loose ball drills, charge drills. You know, test their manhood, all those kind of things. I don't know that you can necessarily do that. Oh. these days and you know guys will run off they'll put their name in the portal yeah i agree <laughs> uh but but you know the, the thing about alabama it's not alabama's got probably in my mind they've got the best talent uh in 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 in, in the uh sec they got good length they got good yeah. speed they got big uh, lots of numbers so it's just a question of getting them to understand the importance of every single game and how that game can can affect you going forward, you know, because you can get in a funk in a hurry, and it's hard to get out of it. But you also you're good enough to go in the other direction, like they have been before. You just gotta get them to understand the importance of what's going on. And, and you know, my my guess is probably their habits uh, probably dipped a little bit, and you can see it in their play in the last couple of games. And they just got to get back to doing things. Um, the right way and you know my, my whole thing watching the game i just thought man they had no sense of urgency their energy level was low and they and the focus wasn't good and you know they they're capable of all three of those things and so they just have to they have to get back back to that try to put this game behind you You know don't don't forget the game because you need to learn the lessons of, of you know if you don't guard for example you're not gonna you, you're not gonna win you know against any kind of decent team and if you and if you live and die on your offense, sometimes that offense is not there and you're not going to win. You know, so you've got to get back to making sure they defend and they're doing it as a team and they rebound and they run and they sit down and guard people and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, how he gets them to do that, uh, I'm not real sure. But, you know, I think the tendency for probably their players and for them too is to, is to underestimate uh, the opponent that loss, you know, because you you know, Oklahoma, for example, they've only won two S two Big Twelve games in in the league, but you know they've already beaten Florida, they beat Ole Miss, they lost to Texas by one, Iowa State by three, Kansas by four, Baylor by two. All those teams are ranked in the top twelve. You know, so it's not like they lost to some podunk team or whatever, but. That the point of it is, though, what they did lose is they lost by not guarding the dribble, by not defending the pick and roll, by not rebounding the way they're capable of, and so on. You know, they got to get back to that. 
Coach, we appreciate anything else for Coach Hobbs? No, I'll pass on it. Uh, Dave, great job. I appreciate you taking time to be on. I know it's kind of early, but I appreciate it. No, no problem. And that's not early for me. When I'm talking about <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're on your, you're on, your se- you're on your second cup of coffee or a third, okay. probably. So <laughs> that's, that's right, Coach. Great you stuff. Got, thank you. Thank you very thank much. You know, uh, really you. good, really good stuff there from uh, from Coach Hobbs. Alabama one www Alabama one dot org rates as low as two point nine nine percent. Terms available at eighty four months. Get pre approved. Before you shop, that helps you when you go on the dealership lot. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall where you can go pick out the car of your dreams. They'll deliver it right there to you. Go to www.alabamaone.org. This is the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have it wrecked 359 southbound at 2059. Some minor delays there. Fog reported around the area. Slow down. Be careful. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoots apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, redefined. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation of the quality of legal services to be performed than quality of legal services before my- the low tonight 44 tomorrow cloudy and colder with periods of rain the high 49 wednesday rain likely with a high of 55 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 55 degrees in tuscaloosa did you miss any episode on tide 100.9 don't worry all of our shows can be found on spotify and apple music and on demand on the tide 100.9 app Oh, play me some mountain music Like Grandma and Grandpa used to play Then I'll flow Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Get to the Yellowwood hotline and get Danny into the show. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, coaches. How y'all? Well, good. How are you, bud? Hey, Barry. Um, I was hoping that Alabama Wednesday night game with State would have been a wake up call, but obviously we didn't. Uh, the players didn't get the message that uh, I just was not comfortable going into the Oklahoma series I mean, because they are in a good lead this year. I don't watch B twelve basketball. I only watch SEC basketball. So. I was unprepared of how well, how good them teams really are. But how, and then I know what your dad, what, your dad would have practiced Saturday night when they got off the plane. And, uh, and, and Coach Haas touched on that while ago saying you, you can't do that anymore. But when do you, uh, when do you put Clowney on the bench or when do you make, you can't make lineup changes as long as you're winning by double digits. I get that, but this is two games in a row. We hadn't played well. So what, what, what would, what do you see? Do you see starting Quinley again or, 
or do you think we'll just ride this little rough patch out? If we struggle tomorrow night, then we know we got problems. Uh, that'll let you answer. I think after, you know, sometimes when you win, the, the problems are there, even though you, you know, I, I, I'm going to give Mississippi State credit because I think they're athletically uh, gifted enough to guard Alabama. So I, I'm going to give them some credit for Wednesday. Alabama found a way to win. But I think when you're winning, sometimes there are some problems there, but it's hard to get those guys' attention because you're winning. When you lose a game, then sometimes players will, tend to get to the front of their seat and sit up and listen a little bit more and maybe try to fix some problems. Dad, what do you what do you what do you see well, there? A little bit different. It's been a little bit different. Clowney uh, is playing in a way that he wants to show you how well he can shoot. And he went uh he went uh over sixteen to start the season. And then in one game he made four in a row and that made him, you know, feel a lot better about himself, and so forth, and so on. And since then, he can't buy one. I, I, I would certainly not discourage him, but I would, I would have him a lot shoot extra to make him feel better about himself and his shooting the three. If, if you're going to keep him in there, one of the problems you have a little bit is that you would like to play as many kids as you can. Because you know that the kids that you've worked hard to recruit will head to the transfer portal if they don't play. So you're in a situation where you either cut it down to seven and play those seven and play them hard, or you continue to play the nine out of ten kids that you're playing and let the rough, you know, if you play seven, then you let the rough end drag because you make going to lose somebody. Or try to play ten because you've got ten good players. So. I'm not with them enough to tell you the answer to those, to those, but those are two things you've got to decide to do. Go to seven guys or eight guys or play, you know, play more like he's doing. So it's hard to, do, hard to tell you, but that's what I would do. Yeah. I'd, I'd decide between that two, those two things. Well, I'm not one of these ones. You know I take up for the officials, and I we shot we shot enough free throws. We didn't shoot them. We didn't make enough of them, but – the referee doesn't get you down by 30. I don't buy that social media blow up about the officials early in the game and stuff. We just weren't ready to play. I mean, we, Mally, we weren't ready to we, play. That's right. And we got our butt handed to us. But I wish that in the future on this challenge thing that the road team could take their officials or take the, their conference officials with them. And I think it would make a a better, better because the the, the five and zero, big twelve at home versus the two and three at the SEC at home stuff. It just didn't. Uh, uh, it just didn't pan out like I that I would like I would ho- hoped it would. Well, I don't know. That. I, I don't think. think I think the big picture is uh, we may lose a, we may lose lose a tournament team in the uh, NCAA because of this weekend. Yeah, I just think people have to pump the brakes. Even though it was a 30-point loss or whatever it was, it's one loss. It's not six losses. Right. Uh, right. And they're, they're still 18-3 and three and 8-0 and oh in the SEC. So everything – and they Joe Lenardi still had his new bracket come out, and they're still number one. So everything is still right there for this team to do great things. But well, it's, it's, I, it's, Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Uh, you, you have to know the inner circles of your team. I don't know the inner circles of their team. That you know, y'all. What I say, y'all just kind of 
pass it by. But if you don't know the inner circles of your team or your captains and why you got beat, then you you, you turn the page on that and go to and and that it happens and and you're still in good shape in the league. Uh, you turn the page on that, try to correct it as best you possibly can with your kids and with yourself, and then go from there. You're not going to win every game. <laughs> all right. Well, all right, Danny. Time. Thank you, sir. All right. See you later. Uh, there's Danny there. And... It's not going not going to win every game. Officiating, I think you uh, – I don't know what the officiating count was uh, there. I know this, and I know Danny likes the officials, and I think the officials – and. Uh, AHSA have done a terrific job, except for the three I had over at Bibb County. If they, if you go to Bibb County and those three come out of locker room, load the bus, Joe. Load the bus. All right, we'll take this break. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Phone lines be open 205-342-9904. We'll get back. Doug Bell, we'll pick on old Doug. We'll get Doug to pick the Super Bowl. He's so hot, we'll get him to pick the Super Bowl when we get back. At 8.15, you listen to Ty 100.9. It's your home of Alabama sports. Ty 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. U.S. 43 southbound heavy at McFarland, 69 southbound congested at Union Chapel. Lurley, heavy into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. When choosing a wireless provider, you're forced to compromise. But what if you didn't have to? What if you could get reliable service without a contract and save money? Introducing Total. The modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizzenamain. And if you haven't tried the Mizzenamain dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, read defined coming up, coming up on the game with ryan fowler coming up on the monday edition of the game we're going to feature drew d arman 97.7 the zone we'll feature barrett salee and a lot more starting at two o'clock as we'll recap the weekend right here on the game on t-town todd 100.9 the home of alabama crimson todd sports the longest-running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The Game with Ryan Fowler. Weekdays from 2 to 6 p.m. on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hear ye, hear ye. Thanks for coming to the town square. First, I'd like to tell you about Steve. He's a plumber. I hear he does good work. Also, Tim. The Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Andrew Kniff for Allstate Insurance Agent. He is my agent. Let Andrew become yours out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Don't just pay your bill. Know what you're paying. I made the change a couple years ago, and Andrew and his staff have taken great care of me. Let them do the same for you. Give them a call. They'll get all your information, get a quote put together. 
uh, email right over there to you if you want to do it that way. 205-722-9201. Go to the Andrew Kniffer Facebook page for more information. All right, Doug. We got Doug on now. No, even uh, we got. Uh, I think what I would have done to answer Danny's question, he thinks I want to come in and kill him. Uh, I would have come in and worked half court defensively. I would have probably have not gone up and down the floor. I probably come in and worked half court defensively and tried to correct the pick and rolls and the things that we did wrong. Knowing I'm not going to co- completely correct it, and then I would correct it uh, with the people that I thought played the hardest for me defensively in the game. That's looking at. Tape, so that's probably what I would have done. I wouldn't take brought them in first day of February, which is we're right at first February, beat them up for for that. But I would have come brought them in and worked half court defensively. Yeah, I just think combination of uh, Oakland coming off three straight losses uh, meant more to them. Game meant yeah, game meant they played harder. Uh, It was a physical game. They went after Alabama and the officials. Early, let it be called, or they didn't call all the rough play, and so you have to adjust. Um, and I, I don't think Alabama, their spacing is difficult to guard. Their players are difficult to guard. I'm not sure their actions are that hard to be ready yeah. for. Well, uh, yeah, it, it, you're right. The actions are not, not that, that important. You just got to, you know, you, you wouldn't hurt you to have a little bit of zone in your in your but I'm not coaching his team. He's done, he's done a good job coaching them. So I, I, yeah, they're, they're, uh, it makes it feel like it's um, more than one loss. Uh, you still control your own destiny in your league. Um, you're still. I don't think yeah, official change the officials around. I don't, I don't know how they did it. How the official things went this past week. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. These guys. A lot of them calling all these leagues now. I don't. Does the SEC yeah. have their own set of guys? I think. Yeah, they do. But it, it, uh, this one guy that called, he's a technical foul calling guy. But he, he's supposed to be a good official. And I thought, you know, I thought, you know, I thought the officiating wasn't great against Mississippi State and out of Alabama. Uh, I thought there were two charges that they that they called on State that but Alabama wasn't in position at all in, in the post area. But, you know, it's just where it goes. I think people are overreacting to the Mississippi yeah. State game. I, I personally think Mississippi State can defend. Uh, defend you if, if you don't shoot well, then they could be in the game, and they prove that. Uh, yeah, they can home. shoot free throws. now. a good shooting outside shooting team. They, they're okay. They're not, going, they're not going to be a killer. But I'm saying it's not – if they play it close, that's not a – an embarrassment. It's not. They're 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 better no, than the record no, shows. I right. guess everybody's going to play close because you you know because your team is good. And they're up to their expectation. They're excited to play you. All right. So this week, let's look at it. Uh, two teams that um, Alabama's already beat. You got Vanderbilt, and then you got to go to LSU on Saturday. You see any problem this week with Alabama uh, going two and zero? Well, if you get yourself ready, right I don't. I didn't see where Robbins played it, uh, at all against. Texas A and M, I think he's such a uh, has the potential to really help you. And I don't know what's wrong with him, but without him, I don't think they're near as good. So I, you know, you come back and just get yourself straight. Now, when you go to LSU, um, you know it was a they were annihilated at, at Tuscaloosa. I mean, it was an embarrassment. You know, and they did back, banked them in from everywhere and made baskets and ran up. You know, LSU's not very good at all, and. Um, 
they will do everything they possibly can to use that, you know, and, and I don't blame them in the, you know, in the preparation for Alabama is that, you know, we can let these guys, you know, and they, and they probably will play a little bit different maybe because of that. Uh, they may, they may slow the tempo down. I'm not sure what they'll do. He, he coaches them well. And so that's one thing he might do. So there'll be a little, you know, a little bit of more of a challenge for Alabama than maybe people think. Well, normally when you, embarrass somebody like that if they got any pride at all when you come yeah. back in LSU Alabama in any sports uh a pretty good rivalry there um so I would think you'll get LSU's best shot I just don't know if they have enough so yeah. Texas Tech had not won a game as you mentioned in the Big 12 and they go into LSU I picked it Texas Tech and um you know won that won that game a pretty close game so uh, big, big, big thing too, son. Excuse me. Is Iowa, Iowa State goes into Missouri. I picked Missouri. I didn't know who to pick. Goes into Missouri, and Missouri just wears them out. Has a big crowd, and they're all excited, and that was good. Well, I, I think Saturdays to me, the home courts are better because it's the weekend. You're going to fill the arena up. You know, you take Alabama; they have eleven thousand on a Tuesday or Wednesday, but on Saturday they're going to have fifteen thousand. So when right. you go into these arenas on Saturdays. Uh, I think the atmosphere is a little bigger than what it is during the week. So, and then that will lead you to next week when Alabama takes on Florida on Wednesday, then travels down to Auburn, um, and that will be a crazy environment down there at Auburn. Uh, so, it should be exciting a uh, couple of weeks here. But I think these are all winnable games for Alabama, and then everybody will even remember oh, this Oklahoma game uh, oh, after that. All right, we'll go ahead and take the break. We'll get to. Uh, our main man, Doug Belford, the two men in a truck, outstanding people at two men in a truck. Take great, absolutely great care. You moving is very difficult. And so you want to let the professionals handle. I've seen these guys in action. They come in, they wrap all your furniture up. Uh, they, they pack it on the truck, uh, perfect to where it's taken care of. When you get to the site, it's not everywhere. They get there, they'll, deliver it all in for you where it's local, out of town or out of state. You got people moving to the area. The only choice is two men in a truck. Give them a call today for the free estimate, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck, movers who care. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom, good morning. My name's Mary Kay, and a former Alabama quarterback is headed to the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles beat the 49ers 31-7. An Alabama-based Hannah Steel Corporation will invest $20 million to expand its operations in Tuscaloosa, which will also create 14 new local jobs. And the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team takes on Vanderbilt tomorrow night at 7.30. For updates on these stories, plus more local news, tap the free Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. U.S. 43 southbound heavy at McFarland, 69 southbound congested at Union Chapel, Lurleen heavy into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. All investments involve risk, including losses. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Has the stock market slumps and instability this year got you concerned? Would you like a way that could protect your retirement when the market... Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. 
Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Lingering showers diminishing this morning. The sky will stay mostly cloudy this afternoon and tonight. The high today, 58. The low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with periods of rain. The high, 49. Wednesday, rain likely with a high at 55. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. He is with PGA Tour Radio, PGA Tour Live, CBS Sports. Joins us every Monday. Brought to you by MD Wellness and Aesthetics, Doug Bell. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Hey, Barry. Hey, Coach. I'm doing great. Uh, Lots to talk about, right? Yeah, Yeah, but uh, Max wins big 13 under. JT and uh, even... Michael Thompson made some money, I think it was, and then Devout, yep. uh, other place, uh, Rory uh, had a dog fight, and that talk about that at the ball, the well, well, yeah, you know, uh, the the PGA event ended on Saturday because CBS had the championship game yesterday, and that's the second year in a row that's ended on Saturday, so it's a little unusual. Uh, I, I think sometimes somehow it falls, you know, by the wayside because it's not what most golf fans are expecting. But Max Homa did win. Uh, you know, he's won six times, uh, four wins now in the state of California. He, he's a California guy, grew up there, went to the University of California. So Max Homa, you know, Coach and Barry, you guys have heard of him, obviously, but I think the average fan maybe is just starting to hear this name more often. And, yeah. and Max Homa's on the verge of, you know, su- superstar status. He's got to win yeah. a major championship, but I think he's, he's close. And, of course, Rory McIlroy is a superstar, and he won the Dubai Desert Classic. Uh, it was a great tournament. Uh, even though it came on at weird times, it was hard to figure out when, what time yeah. of day that was on. But, um, but again, big win for Rory. And Patrick Reed, again, a little controversy uh, as he hits a tee shot up into a big tree. You know, there were some palm trees. And he claimed that he saw his ball with binoculars. And so the, the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Patrick Reed saga continues, to say the least. Yeah, what about Rory and... Patrick Reed, a little. I How guess, many shots did he beat? Him? How many shots did he beat? Him? I couldn't pick it up. Oh, I, he beat him by a bunch. Um, you know, at, at the beginning of the week, Reed um, yeah. greeted Rory on the range, and Rory just totally ignored him. And Patrick, you know, tossed a tee at him, uh, and it was kind of a childish exchange. But as Rory went out to tell everybody, he said, "Listen, on on Christmas Eve, you know, I got served." Uh, with papers at my house because of this crazy Patrick Reed lawsuit against the PGA Tour and you know all, all the players, and so he said, "I, you know, come on, I don't, I don't have anything to say to the guy." So again, there's a big rift there, and we've talked about it on this show between the PGA Tour players and many of the players on the Live Tour. Uh, it's just, it's, it's just human nature. 
They, they Some of these guys just don't like each other. It's as simple as that. That's going to be interesting in Augusta. Usually, Doug, though, I mean, don't you usually at least shake a guy's hand even though you don't like him? Rory, when I guess Patrick Reed walked over, would not even acknowledge him. Right. And I saw Patrick Reed, like, walked over and threw a tee at him or something uh, there. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So, Rory, I guess – He's not even going to fake it, is he, uh, Doug? <laughs> no, he's not. But I will say, uh, and I was following this uh, on social media, the next day uh, was the opening round, and it was halfway through. They canceled the rest of the day because it was raining so hard, and Patrick was waiting outside the hotel. Uh, his ride did not come because of the rain. He didn't know why, and Rory pulled up, got out of his car, and told Patrick, hey, listen, they've canceled the rest of the day, so just go back to bed or whatever you're going to do. Uh and so Patrick, according to this story, was very appreciative that Rory, Rory told him what was going on. Oh. So, um, you know, uh, how, how is uh, how is Patrick Reed to follow? I know you follow you you follow scientism. Yeah. You can't tell me you hadn't followed him a lot. So oh yeah. probably help. How's he to follow? No, I've, I, well, I've I've walked with him um, and his uh, brother-in-law, uh, who's his caddy, a lot. Uh, you know, obviously not in the last two years since he's no longer on the PGA Tour, but. Uh, I've walked inside the ropes. Um, he, he's a, you know, he's very accommodating. When I ask him for interviews afterwards, um, he's more than happy to do it. Uh, I find him to be a good interview. You know, he's he's a thoughtful guy. Listens to the questions and gives you more than just the standard answer. So, uh, you know, I appreciate Patrick Reed for that. Um, obviously, I don't know him personally, and I know there are a lot of players who have uh, hard feelings against this guy. So, uh, but all I know is from a professional standpoint, for what I do, uh, he's been very, very accommodating and professional with me. So I appreciate yeah, I think, that. I think the lawsuit's been dropped. Well, it hasn't been yet. Um, you know, the one lawsuit that that Patrick Reed and and they want the PGA Tour players like Rory, um, Justin Thomas, Tiger, they want them to. Um, to testify or uh, at least be interrogated uh, to find out about appearance fees because it's their feeling that under the table, the PGA Tour pays big names appearance fees so they'll play in certain tournaments. Um, now, the PGA Tour says that that is not the case. Uh, that's ridiculous. Uh, so, so that lawsuit hasn't been tossed yet, Coach, and, and that's the whole thing. The PGA Tour is countersued, and the people from the Saudi uh, government yeah. who are in charge of their sports thing they don't want to they don't want to be deposed either so yeah i think eventually it's going to be tossed in some capacity i don't know uh but that's the whole thing the pga yeah, the golf, the want- golf channel too the golf channel what's his name that talks so much and does such a good job this, uh Randall, i thought that might have been tossed i'm not sure well it was yeah the original last summer when patrick reed uh and his lawyers sued the golf channel including Randall chambly and they included Fox Sports and a couple other entities. It was a seven hundred and fifty million dollar uh, defamation lawsuit that the judge in Texas, uh, where Patrick is from, tossed out. And he said, "You know, you guys haven't proven your case. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of stuff here, but none of it actually proves defamation. So you need to go back and and reconfigure things." And they haven't. So that that yes, that lawsuit was thrown out, the original one. Yeah. But since then, Patrick Reed has uh, filed another one, and again. We still have the the big lawsuit that Phil Mickelson was involved in, and, and most people feel that will go to court or at least come to some sort of head later this summer. Mm. 
Doug, yeah, what uh, kind of lawsuit was that? Excuse me. Well, that's the one. Coach, that's the initial lawsuit. You know, that's okay, the one initial. where, uh, okay. yeah, you know, Phil Mickelson and all the guys want to, they want to depose the PGA Tour players because they, they claim that Tiger and Rory and these guys get paid millions of dollars under the table to play okay. in PGA Tour events. Yeah. I don't think they do. Go ahead. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, Doug, turning to the uh, playoff games yesterday, uh, Dad and Joe thumb, put the <laughs> thumbs down on me when I said, I think they should let you carry a third quarterback uh, and not have him counting your 53. Uh, you know, they're down to their, what, fifth quarterback, I guess, they were going to get to uh, with San Francisco. It made the game horrible uh, that, yes. that those guys got hurt. Uh, I kept wanting to put – McCaffrey back there and let him run the Wildcat, uh, but they never uh, did that. Should they be? Able, should you be able to carry an extra quarterback for an emergency use? If a guy gets knocked out of the game, he's completely out. He can't come back. Through. At least you can have a quarter. I think the NFL got kind of burned, or maybe San Francisco did yesterday, not having three quarterbacks. Well, you know, in, in all my years of watching football, and you guys are in the same boat, I've never seen that, where yeah. the number one guy, in the case of Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson, the number two guy, are out, I mean, early in the third quarter. And so what do you do? You have to bring back Purdy, who can't throw, because he has a potentially torn ligament in his elbow. So it was an awful situation. But again, I've never seen that in all the years of football. So, I mean, I, Barry, I guess you could reconsider maybe in just the playoffs, teams can carry an emergency quarterback so you'll never have that situation again i I think that's realistic um obviously they don't want to do that during the regular season uh that's an extra player on the roster uh you know this salary cap is all has all been negotiated with the nfl pa uh etc but yeah i think that's realistic just so you won't have that situation again it was it was just it made for an awful football game uh although those things happen sometimes in those championship games we get lopsided affairs because uh, one thing or another happens, whether it's uh, an injury or injuries in this case, or or a bad call, or you know, let's let's be honest, the injuries were a part of it. But the 49ers had two huge turnovers uh, in the first half that led to scores uh, for the Eagles. So you can blame it on the injuries, but those turnovers just started the momentum and the, and the downhill slide for the 49ers. Yeah, it's your thoughts on uh, Jalen Hurts and, you know, kind of oh, wow. everything that he's done from his time here at Alabama to really yeah. being ready, even though he was a backup, to going to Oklahoma. Uh, when he was wow. drafted, they had Carson Wentz. A lot of people booed and were not happy <laughs> about Jalen Hurts being drafted there. Uh, I guess those people love him now, don't they, in Philadelphia? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what, a, what a great story for really a great – uh, young man. I mean, we got to know him, or at least I did doing interviews. Uh, but people listening to your show who really know him, they know what a, a you know, genuinely uh, great person he is. You know, I, I, listen, guys, I harken back, and you may have already talked about this, you, you know, Alabama quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Of course, Bart Starr won the first two. Joe Namath won the third one. And number 11, uh, Ken Stabler and the Raiders uh, beat the Vikings. And that's the last time an Alabama quarterback won a Super Bowl, 1977, which is amazing when you think about it. And now Jalen Hurts has the opportunity uh, to bring another one home for Philadelphia. And, of course, Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma is claiming that. But, but we, we know the real story behind that. And let me also say this. The city of Philadelphia, don't forget the Phillies 
we're in the World Series. Yeah. And now the Eagles are in the Super Bowl, and Joel Embiid is having an MVP year in the NBA, and the Sixers look like they're a team that maybe could sneak out of the Eastern Conference. So I think when you're in a big city like Philadelphia, you need to really enjoy these moments because think about that. All the big teams that they have, they root for, are having phenomenal years. And that doesn't happen. The stars don't align like that too often. Uh, I saw that clip yesterday. Um, a guy posted it when Jalen came in off the bench and led Alabama uh, to the SEC championship beating Georgia. They were interviewing Coach Saban, and he knew everything he had put Jalen through uh, and how Jalen was still a team guy. He honestly got emotional, uh, almost yeah. cried on TV, talking about what kind of person Jalen Hurts is. Now, I hope that Nick Saban will go to the Super Bowl. I think it would be cool if he went there to support uh, the Alabama guys. you got three guys I know, at least three on the Eagles. Uh, let's get Nick Saban to the Super Bowl. Do you think we need to raise some money for him, Doug, to get there? Can he <laughs> afford that? Uh, I think Nick Saban should go to the Super Bowl to support these guys, and especially Jalen <laughs> for what he did for Alabama uh, while he was here. I don't yeah, think he no, should I mean, go. I think he should be there. <laughs> I don't think he should go. Why? Why should he not go? Why would you not go support the players? I had finished. Okay, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> but I think he needs to be there to be in the portal if they win. So shake hands with him because it'll help help recruit him. I think if he goes there too quick, there might be too much emphasis on coach rather than Jalen. Oh, man. Uh, it's a Super Bowl, was, man. Was, well, I understand. I understand. Uh, along with that, uh, what's the line on the game, Doug? Two, two and a half. Eagles by two and a half. Eagles, you are, like, the, Doug? Eagles are the um, are the Eagles favored? Why, sure, I believe so. Oh, I, like that. I think the other team. That, I mean, I'm looking. Go ahead. The Eagles. The Eagles have the best defense in the National Football League. Hey, the well, other team ain't no two and a half point favorite. I believe it is. Patrick Mahomes. I believe no. it is. All right, I'm looking I right think, now. I think the Eagles are two-point favorites. I'm on that right here. This, this, I think the Eagles are two-point favorites. Noel, y'all are both. We're all wrong. The Eagles are okay. a two-point favorite now. So, okay. I think it opened well, up at two-and-a-half. Okay, it opened at two-and-a-half, so it's now down to You're two wrong because uh, you picked I am wrong. I was <laughs> You know what? I was, hey, guys, I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, literally from Oklahoma, because, you know, I did a lot of work in the Big 12. And, and you know, they're, of course, Oklahoma's claiming Jalen. And I said, listen, I said, Jalen not only had a phenomenal career at Alabama, I mean, national championship game, national championship game, uh, SEC championship where he scored that winning touchdown and then, you know, did the Superman thing with his chest. And then I said, guys, he graduated from the University of Alabama. He walked across the stage having finished in just over three years, then made the determination, listen, I can play one more year with Coach Saban or maybe I should go somewhere because two is going to be the starter, and that's what he did. He never actually went to class at the University of Oklahoma. He he enrolled in graduate school, and so he never actually entered a classroom in Northern Oklahoma. So they can claim him all they want. Well, what does but, it matter, Doug? Why, why do people argue about this? Who I don't cares? know. I don't know. But but I do think uh, you know, with for history's sake, when you go back to Snake Stabler, nineteen seventy seven, guys, the last time I don't know all about. It. I mean, that's unbelievable when you think that much time has passed with all the great players that Alabama's had through the years, and but not a quarterback has led a, a team to a Super Bowl championship since 77. I, I, to me, that's uh, that's my bottom. I had Snake in a basketball class. He's a good basketball player. He was a good athlete, yeah. 
and a great baseball player from what yeah, I understand. Good pitch, yeah. Yeah. Doug, are you hitting the panic button on Alabama like all the fans are? Is that just one <laughs> game? They're they're hitting the panic button. Uh, no, no, you can't hit the panic button. You know, and again, I and I tell you guys, I worked in the Big Twelve a lot for many years, and that really is a basketball league. Uh, and I know they have their arguments. Boy, we, we have this team and that team. But they're a basketball league uh, led by Kansas. And obviously Baylor now under Scott Drew the last decade has been outstanding. Uh, Oklahoma has a rich basketball tradition. And the Lloyd Noble Center is a very difficult place for a road team. College basketball still on the road. You know, there's still an effect there. I'm not sure it's so big anymore in the National Football League. College football, yes, but college basketball, there's that distinct home court advantage. And Alabama went in and just faced a buzzsaw. They really did. Um, and Oklahoma, that's the thing about the Big 12. People say, why is it better than the other leagues? It's because other leagues are top-heavy, and you have certain games where you know you're going to get out with a win even that's, if you don't play true. well. That is true. In the yeah. Big 12, you know, it, you, Oklahoma's not having a great season, but you ask Bill Self. Uh, you can ask anybody. You go to Norman, Oklahoma, and you better you better bring it because um, you can be beaten pretty easily, as Alabama found out. That was just a uh, – again, it was a bad mix for Alabama with all they've been going through. They played that close game against Mississippi State. Didn't play well. Then you have to go to that hostile environment, and Oklahoma's got some good players. So, yeah, Barry, to answer your question, I think that's just one game, for heaven's sake. Um, they were out of their comfort zone, played very poorly, and now, now they just need to get back – Get back into it, and they will. They will. There's still a lot of games to be played. Yeah, yeah. Have you watched the big kid from Purdue? Yeah, I have, and he's not you bad. He's not bad. He's player of the year, and it's not even close. They don't even, they don't even need to have the vote. That guy's college player of the year. <laughs> yeah, no, he's and, and he's really improved. Yeah. Um, um, you know, in the last, I mean, he's a kid who's really obviously worked very he's hard. A great, he's a great. He's also a, he's a great catcher and a great and a great passer. <laughs> You know what else he can do, guys? He can make free throws. Uh, most guys that big, their hands are so big, it's almost like the, the ball's like a softball in their hand. But this guy has a nice touch at the foul line. Yeah, you know, I like, you know, when you watch Purdue play, um, it's a pretty simple offense. And, and listen, they've done it for years under Matt Painter. You know, you throw because he's always had those big seven-foot kids and everything evolves around the, the low post. You know, throw it into the big guy. And then the offense, you know, he kicks it out or he shoots it himself or finds a cutter coming across. It's a pretty simple offense, but when you have a big guy like that uh, who's adept at coaching, you're right, at catching and passing, um, makes them a pretty hard out, I think, Purdue. I, this could be a real special year. Of course, we say about them, the last three or four years, Purdue's been, you know, one of the top seeds in the tournament and um, has always been – Beaten early. In I don't the know if they're gonna win it, but they got you know yeah. he's he's fun to watch. Is on, on how, how, would, how would you guard him, Doug? Wow, you know I don't know, guys. I mean, because if you <laughs> you know, you know how I'd guard him, guard. you know how I'd guard him. I I would I, I thought about it all night. I'd defend the other forward, not let him get get and let let him get it, let him have it every time. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I think over over a forty minute period he wear out. I mean, like like. Michigan State is a big team. When he's standing down there, those guys are coming up to his shoulder, and maybe not even his shoulder. So when you try to yeah. trap him, he's just looking. I mean, he's just – you're not 
uh, affected his vision at all. Dad's uh, uh, changed on Purdue. Last week he said Alabama would win. I, didn't, I didn't really didn't Purdue. get to watch that guy, that big guy, that much when yeah. I saw him play Maryland. So I, I was, but I was impressed. Uh, Doug, are we going to have individual uh, ill feelings and toughness with each other in the Masters when LIV guys play with PGA guys? Um. Yes, and I think we will. You know, it was interesting, Coach, in a couple of weeks now, uh, they'll have that member guest down at Seminole in southeast Florida in Jupiter, and that is has always been, going back to Ben Hogan, Byron yeah. Nelson those days, that's, that's where that tournament started. It's a pro member, and we're talking biggest names in the game have played in this, and that, you know, last year they get a guy like Tom Brady to come in, and he's playing. So, but this year... They announced they will not allow live players to play in the pro member. Really? Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that to me, that's significant. The Masters is going to allow these guys to play this year. Uh, that's a question. <laughs> and then as we go in the future, will that continue? I don't know. All these lawsuits we talked about at the beginning of the segment, we're going to see how all this hashes out. But, yeah, no, there's going to be hard feelings. And I think what we saw between Rory and Patrick Reed uh, will continue with other players. And because the other players, listen, DeChambeau was never that popular, even though he was popular among the fans. Uh, Brooks Kepka has always been an abrasive guy uh, to other players. And, you know, a social media guy who says what he's feeling on social media, which the modern athlete does now. So, yeah, no, Coach, to answer your question, I think we're going to have some fireworks at the Masters. Uh, in that regard, and 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 the way I will say this too, the way the media covers it now, um, you know, the the teeing, the the tea throwing incident, Patrick Roy, they they made that this this massive story. I mean, it was all yeah. anybody wrote about. What I, there's got to be something better to write about than that, right? I, I don't know. It's, it's all crazy. right, Doug, you're the father of a five star recruit. Everybody wants him. Would you have the guts to tell Nick Saban you need seven hundred thousand and your daughter needs to get in law school at Alabama and it needs to be paid for? Would you have the guts to do that? <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> Who did that, Barry? One of the recruits. Did yeah, that. I read that story. Yeah, he had two I, recruits. I he said I asked for one point three million total, and one of them wanted the daughter or the sister of one of the recruits in law school at Alabama and it paid for and coach said, I think you need to find another school uh, to go to. Would you have the guts to do that, Doug? No, no, not, absolutely not. And, and, and for a number of reasons, I, you know, I would, out of respect for Coach Saban and, and my son, for heaven's sake, I would never, I would never do anything outlandish like that. I, I just, um, and I know other people are different, but that's just me. I, I, I just think there's a certain decorum that you have to have uh, when you're going through that process. And I, I just th – that, to me, the NIL is just so out of control right now. And um, and reform has – there has to be some reform in the next year or, I mean, the game is going to continue to suffer. You just can't have parents, um, in essence, blackmailing. Do you think – I don't think Coach would lie. Do you think maybe he fudged the truth a little bit just to make it a story? He was speaking no. to the football coaches yeah. down in Montgomery, Montgomery, the high school coaches, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I don't, yeah, I don't, he had a reason for saying it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think there was a reason he said that, and he wants and, – and obviously the story got out. I read the story. Well, there. yeah, he talked about it, but then everybody's saying they're praising Coach. Like he would, but then if he's losing, they'll kill him because he didn't get the – so what do you want? Do you want him to pay all these guys what they're asking for or recruit with integrity? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a Well, I just and – and again, as you read these stories, um, Deion Sanders at Colorado, uh, all of these kids, in the transfer portal, and now Dion has gotten the Colorado people on board with this NIL. So all these guys are coming to Colorado. I don't know what's happening there, but they're getting a lot of good players. LSU, um, Brian Kelly. Uh, it's amazing the the recruiting class, and now the transfers that he has got as the LSU people uh, have gotten board, on board with this NIL. So I, I think what Coach Saban is seeing and saying is that this is a – this is a process that is completely now out of control. All right, give us uh, give us your uh, opinion on who they're going to hire as offensive and defense coordinator. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think um, when all is said and done, I think maybe Todd Grantham, the former Florida defensive coordinator, okay, uh, he's available. Uh, he was an analyst last year, which I don't think a lot of people realized, and I think he. He has a nice track record, even though it ended badly at the University of Florida, but that whole season kind of blew up on Dan Mullen and his staff. Uh, but I think Todd Grantham is certainly qualified. Okay. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure Jeremy Pruitt, uh, at least from what I read, uh, I'm not sure what his status is in regards to the NCAA. Um, the offensive but, coordinator at Dallas lost his job yesterday. Doug, um, does, does Coach Saban – Plant stuff with Chris Lowe to kind of get out there to get people ready. Like everybody's clamoring for Jeremy Pruitt. He's kiboshed that. Now all the Alabama fans are about to jump off a cliff thinking about Todd Grantham, which they don't know what they're talking about. But does Coach plant seeds into Chris Lowe to kind of get out publicly? I don't think. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. I'll I mean, tell you one thing. I, Ahead, yeah. Grantham is way below the, the guy that left. The guy that left could really recruit, too. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, what, that's the key. The, that's the key. Uh, Whoever he gets has to be a recruiter, yeah. But he's planting it with Chris Lowe, right, Doug? Well, that's in my opinion because I, I read Chris, and he he um, he always has information from Coach Saban. He talks to him directly all yes. the time. Yes. Um, and nobody else nobody else does. So, um I mean, it almost goes back, uh, you know, last week. I know you guys had great segments there on the, uh, you know, remembering Coach Bryant when he passed. And I think back to uh, the legendary Alf Van Hoos, who, um, who had Coach Bryant's ear. And whenever Coach Bryant wanted something out there, uh, Alf Van Hoos always wrote the story about it. So I think every great coach, every great coach has his connection. And that's just that, which is amazing how much the media and social media has changed things today. But you go back 60, 70 years, and it's still the same. The great coaches always had that one person in the media uh, to, to get their point of view out. And I think that's the case with Coach Saban and Chris Lowe. Doug, tell us about MD Wellness and Aesthetics. For now, who likes, who, who are you picking the game? Oh, for Super Bowl? Super Bowl? It, we'll get him next week on that. He got study. Yeah. Oh, well, I got, got study. We got another week. You yeah. need to think about it. Study it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, you're hot. Love you, Coach. Love you. You're hot. Love you, Coach. 
Hey, M.B. Wellness and Aesthetics, uh, 582-9213, uh, 650 Inverness Corners. Susan Brignette is the owner, and she will be there today at 10 a.m. Uh, and Dr. Mancuso is there today on Mondays and Fridays. Give Susan a call, set up a free consultation, and whatever you're looking to do, whether it's the uh, the Botox, uh, whether it's you know a chemical peel or a laser treatment, uh, I mean, they have all sorts of stuff that uh, will make you look younger, make you feel better. Weight loss, uh, B12 shots, uh, all sorts of hormone replacement. And we're not talking just for the ladies. It is also for the guys. And oh. Susan is dying for Coach to come in. I will. Hey, hey Doug. Come in. Doug, yeah. that bill yeah. is 342 I ain't paying because I was comped. you got to help me. <laughs> I'm working. He hasn't called me back yet, Coach. 342 Pay that bill. That guy's I, I ain't make about to pay it. I, the, bill, the thing was, I ain't about to pay it. What do you get done, Doug? Hey, I, they, 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 hang up, Doug. We'll talk to you. Doug, I'll call you after the show. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. All right, Dad, tell me about Constant Companion. Uh, Constant Companion is outstanding animal hospital. If you've got a new pet or an old pet or whatever kind of pet you've got, if you go down and see Dr. Foster at 150, the narrows drive on 280, he will give you half price if you will tell him exactly that you heard it on inside the locker room. 635-0313. 635-0313. Once you go, once you go there once, you'll continue to go back with good people. All right. Wayne's Pest Control serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1970. Let the good folks at Wayne's do what I did. Make sure your home protects from those unwanted pests. Wayne's also provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also can get that lawn ready uh, now, and then when it hits spring and summer, it'll be lush and healthy. Give them a call today. Get $60 off that initial pest control service. 866-WAYNES-1. 866-WAYNES-1 for $60 off your initial pest control service. Does it tie to 100.9 see home of Alabama Sports. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Former Alabama tight end Miller Forrestal has signed with the New Orleans Saints. Crimson Tide recruit Jerome Bettis Jr. is attending Junior Day at the Capstone on Saturday. Former Alabama offensive tackle Jonah Williams has been ruled out in the Bengals AFC Championship game against the Chiefs. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, some foggy conditions around the area, so drive carefully. Heavy traffic on McFarland eastbound at Watermelon and North Borden and Merling southbound heavy into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Towns and Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. I know a lot of you really want the State Farm Personal Price Plan, but what's with the oversharing? Like this message Brian left me. Hey, Jake from State Farm. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, 
You don't want it. It's yellow wood. Want to jump into any of the shows? Call Tide 100.9 right now at 205-342-9904. Well, somebody answer that damn phone. That's 205-342-9904. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. You heard me talking the first hour about first and main condos, the three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath uh, over in the historic district of downtown Norport. These condominiums are absolutely gorgeous on the inside, all granite countertops. Internet and direct TV are included in your rent. Right there is over a $200 savings. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios with upper-level river views. You're literally two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. So the location's great. 205-657-7465. Or go to firstdomaincondos.com. Tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room one month of free rent. All right, to the First Domain hotline, get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you, buddy? Okay, thanks. Good, good. Uh, Bad, you, you took me a minute ago talking about those refs over in, um, I think you said Chilton County. Oh, well, over there in Centerville. I love Russ Wallace. Sure. Oh, Russ, I'm not complaining about you, but, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Was like, they, they trapped us. They pressed us. They, and we shot two free throws and the game went in overtime. So I'll let you figure it out from there. But they, uh, they, pro- they probably shot about 38. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I got a question, guys, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm afraid I may have, y'all guys have already talked about it. I, I apologize if I'm redundant, but my question is this, um, from y'all's perspective, um, does, does coach, does coach Oates at this point, really sit down with his staff and say, hey, let's go from 11 to 8 guys from here on out. Um, I know depth's important, but, you know, it's got to be productive. Um, and I just wanted your thoughts on that. Um, do you do you just go with 8 at this point? That Well, let's see. The staff sits down and talks about it. Uh, you know, he, he or in, in my case, it would. We'd sit down. We'd talk about whether we needed whether. I think personally, his substitution pattern has been pretty good. Uh, here lately, the last uh, couple of games, he's substituted pretty early of kids who haven't played quite as much. But um, Bradley didn't play a whole lot to start with. I didn't play probably seventeen minutes against uh, Oklahoma. Um, and I, uh, uh, Sears kind of hurt his leg or something. Um, I just, I just think it's you, you just keep looking at them, keep looking at them and just kind of see whether you, whether you need to back off. I think you need the transfer portal is very scary for you. If you've got guys who you think have potential to play for you, but they're not quite ready yet. You you have to kind of visit with them a little bit as, you know, if they come to you without complaining about playing time, but I'm not sure about the answer to that. I'd probably leave it like it was, maybe not quite as quick, but I tried try to get those 10 guys playing. Yeah, I, uh, I would look at it, uh, Philip, game to game. Some games Betty Ako can be effective in. There's some games maybe they can't. Uh, some games Bradley, because now people figured out he's not going to shoot uh, from the perimeter. He's going to drive and score. 
So, you know, something like I think the Mississippi State game, they needed Quinterly more than they needed Bradley. So mm-hmm. I think they've got the depth there to kind of play any way possible. And the game may mm-hmm. dictate who gets to play more that night. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah sure it does. And, and that was a, a, a key moment in that game of Saturday. It was in the second half. Uh, I can't remember how much time was left, but Alabama was making a little bit of a dent uh, in that, in that, in that Oklahoma surge. And, um, I can't exactly remember how many points Alabama had cut it down to. I want to say possibly 11. And Alabama had the ball under their own goal and Dominic Welch missed a shot that was, yeah, right I mean, it was right there at the yeah, goal, yeah. right there at the goal. And to me, um, from my layman's standpoint, that's when it kind of all went. Uh, went to hell at that point. Yeah, I think uh, getting the kid back, Burnett. You know, now you got to decide. I'm not going to play him or Welch. Trying to play them both. I think you got to decide on one of them probably. So because when you get bring that kid back, that adds another guy into the mix. And these guys are all worthy of playing because they, they're pretty productive. But uh, I think it just goes game to game, and uh, sometimes people. Don't like that because they don't ever know what, when it's going to be their night. But uh, I think they'll be fine, and they've got a good week to get well this week with uh, with Vanderbilt and LSU. So yeah. it's just going to get tougher from here on out. Yep. I hope you guys have a great week and stay dry. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. All right, uh, we'll get out because uh, we got we're behind on a break there. But I want to thank Alabama One also being a great sponsor uh, on both of these hours. If you're looking for an auto loan, they've got it. If you're looking for a mortgage, they'll take great care of you there. If you're looking for a credit card, uh, great rates, great programs there. How do I know? Because I got all three. And the people are what makes Alabama one so outstanding. There's branches opening up all over this community, so you're always close to one. If you need to do anything on the website, go to www.alabamaone.org. That's it for today's show. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by C Spire. C Spire, Alabama's fastest internet for your business or home. Learn how to add gigabit C Spire fiber to your roster at cspire.com slash AL fiber. Hello everybody, I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama men's basketball suffered its first loss since December, falling on the road at Oklahoma on Saturday in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Head coach St. Oates met with the media after the game. Oklahoma came ready to play, and we obviously didn't. They told our guys coming in, they had a bunch of one-possession losses. They're much better than the record indicated. They were ready to go. I didn't think we were. You know, they jumped on us from the beginning. Never, We never really got back in it. They're... Uh, Shoot from the coaching staff all the way down. I mean, they shot almost 70% from three. I think they were at 70% at one point. So, you know, we, we didn't shoot it well. They shot it great. I'll have more in a moment. 
Hear that? That's Seaspire Country on a Saturday. And while fans show up for their teams, Seaspire Business is here to help the stadium's team up their IT game. While the players run ironclad defense, all world-class IT experts do the same with state-of-the-art network security. While the running backs redefine fast, Touchdown! we do too with warp speed connectivity. Discover IT solutions to scale up your business and future-proof operations. Welcome to Seaspire Country, where blazing fast is how we roll. Visit seaspire.com slash business for details. Join us tonight for Hey Coach, presented by Alpha Insurance at 6 p.m. from Baumhauer's Victory Grill in Tuscaloosa. We'll be joined at the restaurant by gymnastics head coach Ashley Johnston, as well as Nate Oates from men's basketball. Hey Coach is available to listen to across the radio network, also the Varsity Network app, and we will have a video stream available on the CTSN social media channels. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by C Spire. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, some foggy conditions around the area, so drive carefully. Heavy traffic on McFarland eastbound at Watermelon and Northport, and Merling southbound heavy into downtown. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Towns and Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Football is back, and no one does it better than the sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. This season, you can watch the games with nothing on the line. Boring. Eight the low tonight, 44. Tomorrow, cloudy and colder with periods of rain, the high 49. Wednesday, rain likely with a high of 55. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 55 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.